Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Dyra. Does my voice sound different? I think both our voices sound a little bit different. I still can't hear shit. Y'all, I'm low-key sick. We're back from vacation. Happy to be back, but we left um, during summer and we literally came back to fall, but it's feeling like winter. So now we're kind of sick. (laughs) Fucked up. Right. So if I sound crazy, it's because I'm sick. Yeah. I low-key still can't hear myself. I feel like I'm underwater or something or like I'm I got a bunch of cotton in my ears. My sinuses are fucked up. Try Nick. So it feels like it's our first time all over again. I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. <coughs> Excuse me. Um but we pre-recorded like two videos in like a week. Maybe even like three cuz we did a family meeting, right? I don't know. We had pre pre-recorded shit before we left so we wouldn't have to be stressing or skip a week and honestly i'm not gonna lie to you i was ready to skip this upcoming week (laughs) we came back on a friday late friday at that and it was like there was no chill we had to do some shit saturday her family came down to celebrate her birthday yay happy birthday dyra she's (laughs) just as old as me now yeah 27 you're 28 old um so that happened saturday and well we're recording on a sunday so you know we made time for y'all you're welcome um we had a gender reveal to go to which at that point we were like ready to be like "Mm, sorry can't make it (laughs) but we buckled up made it happen and now we're recording yeah what was your favorite part about costa rica honestly believe it or not that hike was awesome Mm-hmm. The boat, we took like a snorkeling sunset booze cruise mm-hmm. and that shit was fun. Um, but we had done it before. We did it in Mexico and we actually had more people on that excursion. This time it wasn't too many, which was cool. Mm-hmm. It was easier to enjoy. But ultimately, I think we did a hike. What was it? Rio Celeste? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. To see this waterfall. And I had never officially been hiking. So we went hiking. That was our first hike together. My first hike period. And it was just followed by, like, really beautiful views. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely nice. I love the waterfall. Yeah. We had good food. Yeah. And we had a really nice view when we had food. <clears throat> and it was just nice to get out of the hotel. Um, and everyone was nice. And, like, people been asking us, like, oh, weren't you guys scared? And I'm like, scared of what? Scared of what exactly? Because there's crime everywhere. There's crime in the U.S. Everywhere. There's crime literally everywhere. And one of her family members asked me if we ever research before we go on vacations. And I'm like, research what? She said, like, the crimes. And I'm like, if I were to research crimes in every place that we've gone, we wouldn't go anywhere. Because there's literally crime everywhere. Like, there's crime. there's crime in our hometown right now. So I feel like... You can't not travel because you're scared of what can happen. Like if that was the case, we wouldn't we wouldn't go anywhere. There's probably places that are probably more safe than where we live. We live or like in the US period. Like people think out of the country is just nothing but crime and you know, poor yeah. people. And honestly, those are usually the sometimes the safest place to be and the nicest people to be around and they really humble you like i was telling her how when we go on vacations out of the country i I love it because it does humble you and then it just makes you think like wow like granted some of these people are like 
don't have all the things necessary or aren't as privileged as we are, but ultimately they're still living their own best life. Like they're Mm -hmm. more appreciative of life and Mm -hmm. all the beauty that surrounds us in the world that doesn't require all the things that we require, like that we think we need to have. And it doesn't like just getting up to a, fucking beach view or Mm -hmm. getting up to like you know a very bonded community for those people is what matters for them Mm -hmm. and i think that's beautiful Mm -hmm. so i like going out to the country and just seeing other people's way of life because it really humbles you yeah i always think about how um like i was raised in dominican republic and over there like you really don't have as many resources as here and like we would take showers with like really cold water with a bucket so we would grab a bucket and we would take water from a bigger bucket and it was freezing cold water and like i can't even do some shit like that now yeah like i would be like hold on like we're gonna have to stay in a hotel or something i mean i'll do it for a couple days but i can't do it for long um but yeah it was nice yeah i felt like it was like a very um grown-up trip like just like relaxing you know we were having drinks and stuff but it wasn't like we were blacking out every day yeah which i didn't want to do because i was like i'm just really not trying to like get crazy yeah those make it really hard to push through after a while i feel like once you get to like a certain age it's not like that we don't know how to party we just do it smart now like it's more strategic yeah and then it feels like i'm wasting my day like we drank like one night and i you know i got drunk (laughs) but i didn't get up the next day till like 2 p.m because i was so tired and i get these migraines so it was like literally a migraine for me it's like everything hurts like sunlight hurts noise hurts and i took like medicine but still, it's just the pain is ridiculous. So I was like, I'm not about to do this every fucking day. And then you feel like you're wasting the day. Like, I also don't like staying in the room all the time either. So mm-hmm. one night was enough for me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was pretty satisfied. Yeah. Tried to catch a tan. Now I'm peeling. But anyway, that was our Costa Rica trip. It was lovely. Again, this is not the same costa rica trip we've been promoting for trova mm-hmm. trip that is still in the works so if you guys want to do a vacation with us that is still an option that mm-hmm. doesn't happen until march so stop sleeping on us and fucking book it already yeah we have a link on our bio so if you do <clears throat> need more information just click the link it'll tell you the date it'll tell you what excursions we're gonna do and hopefully it becomes a reality because we can only do it if like a certain amount of people go. Yeah, and y'all chatting right now. That's all y'all doing. <laughs> y'all chatting. Y'all straight gassing us. It's okay. I'll go to Costa Rica again. I really like that. Yeah. And it will be a completely different itinerary compared yeah. to what we did. So we're down. Anyway, today's episode, we're going to try and make it quick. We always say that. We always say and that. And it never happens. happens. Um, so wish us the best. <laughs> Uh, we want to talk about basically things we wish we knew, I guess, before dating women. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this one was, this is easy, but at the same time, it's a little hard for me because I, like, I don't, like I was telling her when we were discussing this, mm-hmm. was that she has, um, like, she can compare and contrast her pros and cons because she technically dated men before dating women. And I didn't have that journey. Like, I had already started my dating life with women um little girls at the time and it i don't feel like i needed to be like oh damn i wish i had known that before dating women i think minds are kind of like generalized in just relationships but i'm gonna do my best oh then we gotta do a one things you should have known before you dated men um (laughs) I, i don't think that won't work for me either because i didn't date him that long it's still something, girl. Yeah. Don't minimize it. <laughs> but I, but that's why I'm just like, all right, generally. Yeah. Generally in dating. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Let's let's let it rock. We don't have too many. We're gonna do our best. But you know, just a little insight for you who are, you know, try to come over to the dark side. Mm-hmm. We'll try to drop some gems on you. Yeah, and if some of these are repetitive, whatever. It is because we is. did have a I'm chewing, sorry. We did have an episode just for baby gays um but yeah 
So things I wish I would have known before being in a lesbian relationship. Number one, I wish I would have stopped like rushing because I feel like once you kind of set your mind like, you know what, this is who I am. I, I like girls. I want to try it. You date the first gay person that you know, like the first friend that you like meet who's also gay, who like mm -hmm. brings you around and like takes you to the gay clubs. Like all of a sudden, this friend of yours becomes like more than a friend. And I just feel like there was a lot, not a lot of people. There was <clears throat> some people that I could have just friend zone and we could have just been buddies. Like we don't got to get into the whole sex thing because I feel like it got complicated. And I feel like that happens all the time in the lesbian community. The first gay person you know is literally, like, the person that you hook up with. Yeah, I can agree to that. Uh -huh. But I also think, just period. Like, for me, mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, oh, the first gay person. Um, I think when you're older, though, mm -hmm. and you're, like, coming into dating women at an older age, you do get into, like, oh, wow, like that first gay person or whatever who puts you on yeah but i i think also that um dating people period mm -hmm. like i did that for a little bit where every girl i met if they found an attraction like towards me or mm -hmm. like if i knew that like i could probably mm -hmm. you know see what's up that i would fuck with them mm -hmm. like talk to them or like you know and then I realized that, wow, maybe I'm just, like, you're really not meant to fuck with everybody that comes in your path. No. Like, you're really, you, some really should just be friends. Yeah, I wish I would have been more, pick, <sighs> more picky with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, be more picky with your, with your picks. No, I'm that serious because next thing you know, you're dating someone who is, like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Or I, I think feel like people show you the best sides of themselves in the first few weeks of you guys dating. Like literally, all it's always like the honeymoon stage, and then next thing you know, they're batshit crazy. I agree, that's true. I think that that's one of the things I wish I knew was just not to be so gaslighted on what people show you in the beginning. They're showing you what they want to show you. Everyone's nice, everyone's cute, everyone's fun, everyone's funny in the beginning, and then you really start to see the type of shit that people show you, like. They could really be some ignorant motherfuckers. Yeah. And then they start playing you, ghosting you, weird yeah. shit. Like, Yeah, and not to be so stereotypical, but I feel like lesbian relationships could be very dramatic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in, in the first one that I was in, I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. And <laughs> people always think, like, it's going to be easier with girls. And no, it's like, it, it's like worse with girls. Because guys are very nonchalant. Like, I don't I give a fuck. Like, I'm not about to argue with you. But girls will argue with you. So, yeah, both arguing. Did you think that in the beginning, though? Like, did you ever have that thought? Like, mm, maybe fucking with girls would be easier. Uh, yeah, I did. But then I did. But then I did start talking to girls. I was like, oh, no, nah, this is crazy. So crazy do you feel shit. like it's easier now, though? Um, Yeah, I guess. In a way. All right. Number two. I have here lesbian sex. <laughs> um... I feel like um, compared to straight sex, I, there's no comparison. That's pretty much it. Like, straight sex literally lasts like five minutes. I'm not exaggerating. Like, I'm not being, no. It lasts, it's so short. And lesbian sex lasts hours, hours and hours. hours. So do you feel like it wasn't as long? I mean, do you wish that it's not? No, as long? I think or it was a good like thing that it was long. Okay. Like it was like literally not nothing comparable to like um straight sex. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like way different. It is. It is. It's we all know time. that though. We all know that though. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is long. Um, number three, I have you hauling seems like a crazy decision until until you are in that situation ship whatever what do you mean like you hear about people u hauling and it's like a little joke or whatever mm -hmm. like oh what does a lesbian bring on a second date but it it happens to the most of us <laughs> wow it like happens. i i would have never um, expected me to be in this position because I've always been very independent. Mm -hmm. So 
like the idea of even living with anyone, I was like, yeah, that's not happening. Like I just, that's a big no, no. I like living alone. Like it's okay. <laughs> well, you here, baby. And you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think that's. See, I never. I thought that that was funny, and I've seen it happen a lot, but I never had experienced it. Like, I mean, again, I was living at home, so it was different for you because you were always living on your own. But you used to have the shorty you was dating at the time basically live with you. She wasn't paying anything. She wasn't, but she was pretty much staying with you. And like yeah. me living at home, I, I mean, whoever I dated would stay with us all the time. But yeah, I guess this was like a uh, yeah, but it's different. Like literally renting a U-Haul, like yeah. moving into a whole place, literally bringing everything with you, like. That's crazy because you see, like, when we talk about these things, and I'm just like, ha, no, that's not me. I'm not that type of lesbian. And then, like, now that we start talking about it, it's like me and you are just like, oh, wow, I guess we did that. How you sound? (laughs) I guess we did that. And I don't care. Uh And I'm like, okay, fuck it. Yeah, I, you hauled in. (laughs) Yeah, we was only together five months. We was together eight months, right? I forget. I feel like we were talking for, like, eight months, but we weren't together. Like officially, like who? we weren't in a relationship. Who until like five months in a relationship, talking for like um eight months, talking mm-hmm. for eight months, but in a relationship for like five months. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Me so, and you. So yeah, so technically it was only like five months. Yeah, talking for three months in a relationship yeah, for yeah, five. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? So <laughs> no, five months. I was mad confused. I was like, girl, we did not talk for eight months. <laughs> Why? What are you saying? <laughs> we were together after yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> so so five months. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty short. That is pretty short. Honestly, that's so crazy because I would tell people all the time, like, y'all crazy. Like, y'all need to slow yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Like, slow y'all. Roll. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't pay me to um, move all. in with a man at after five months. That's wild. Absolutely crazy. Nah. <laughs> Work like a charm for us. You want to do this one? Yeah, there... Uh, what number is that? Four? Four. There are no gender roles, y'all. There are no gender roles. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have another one there that kind of coincides with that. Is like... um, That... I guess that's different. I guess that's different. But like... You don't have to be more masculine or feminine than your partner. I feel like that's trash, absolutely garbage. And I, I only say that, um, I, like I guess I wish I knew that at the beginning because again, I started at a younger time, and in the time of me coming out, it was like, oh, you were either a super like feminine girl or you were a more masculine individual, and I automatically sided with masculine because again, I grew up more comfortable in that position as mm-hmm. being a tomboy and shit so i automatically went with that and i i feel like it was part of me but not all of me mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me so um you know as i got older i got more comfortable again with my feminine side and i feel like now i know i don't have to be either masculine or feminine or you know i can be in between and i can find a person in between i don't have to be with a feminine like someone more feminine than me Cause that shit used to be weird for me. Like, not saying I don't like I like feminine females, and then I would find some masculine females attractive too. Like, that's not a secret. But I always felt like I had to be like one or the other if I was with one or the other. Um, and then I finally found somewhere I didn't have to be one or the other with. And I think in my younger day, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have been so quick to be like, oh, I have to be the stud or I have to be the femme and be like you know labeling yourself and thinking like with that stutter fam i have to spoil her since i'm the since i'm the more masculine one yeah or you know oh shit god bless for real that's ratchet (laughs) so there are no gender roles you don't there's no man in the relationship it's just two women Mm -hmm. all need to be equal at the end of the day not getting it fucked up like oh well you're you're the more masculine one so you got to carry all the shit you're the more feminine one so you have to cook and clean like no yeah cut that yeah cut that shit out it ain't in there (laughs) um the next one i have number five the community can be very 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 small very small unfortunately it's like so fucking annoying 
But like your ex could be dating like your coworker type of shit. Like that's how small it is. Yeah. And with me, I remember that I had a coworker and I started dating her ex and then my other coworker started dating my ex. It was like some crazy shit. And I was just like, I got to get away from this. I'm leaving. I can't. <laughs> it really is crazy out here. Yeah. And it's like so normal. <clears throat> and we see that now like on social media, like all these couples breaking up and then friends dating exes and all this crazy shit. Like, Which is now easier mm-hmm. because of social media. Yeah. Because again, like... I think sometimes I think some girls do that shit on purpose. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's like so ridiculous. Absolutely. It's your own. I feel like I always try to do a good (laughs) job of dating or finding people outside of my own personal group. Um, And I did that for a while. Like, I dated girls who didn't know people that I knew at all. Like, the same way it was my first time meeting them, it was, was, you know, their first time meeting my friends. Um... And I did that on purpose because I didn't want somebody that people knew. And I didn't want, you know, because people are malicious sometimes and they do shady shit. When they know your partner, they like to tell you about your partner all of a sudden. They like to be like, oh, yeah, that person you're dating used to do this with such and such or was, you know, and just kind of start talking shit with just bad intentions um, to just like knock the relationship off completely. And I don't like that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, So but now like social media is so crazy. That it's people, everyone is like easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Like you find somebody on, on, and we were just talking about this too, was TikTok. TikTok made it even more easier. I have been very lucky to not have seen anyone I used to deal with on my For You page. I mean, if it happened, it fucking happens. Don't care. Um, but I feel like TikTok's like, uh, like <clears throat> For You page and it's like, right. it's it makes it really easy to find people and for people to pop up. Uh-huh. And it's really crazy how you see who fucking ends up dealing with each other. Like, yeah. It amazes me. Sometimes it's like weird to see it. Yeah. Because I, we're in our late 20s and I feel like TikTok, TikTok used to be for like, you know, high schoolers and young people. But now it's like for older people too. But the majority still is, I feel like, young people. So when you see like an older older person dating someone who literally looks like they're 21, it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, the lesbian community is just very small. Very small. So tragic. Anyone you talk to for a day, you'll see them talking to somebody you was you was dating for three mm-hmm. years. Like, and with that too, just don't. When you're dating people, you just got to be not low key, but it's just you don't got to put them on to everybody and everything that you do because then they start showing up to where you used <laughs> to be, want to be friends with your group or people you used to hang with on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, again, those malicious intentions, which makes it harder for you to fucking go out and right. enjoy life because now you're always going to see this person. Now you see this person dealing with another person. And we got to be really conscious about our friends, too, because some friends that you really think is about you and got you know your best interest is really out here looking for your shorty yikes <laughs> all right number six you're no longer the one um being pursued so like spoiling goes goes both ways like when you're dating men most of the time we're waiting for them to like do all the chasing and like we're waiting for them to like make the first move and we're waiting for them to like initiate and plan stuff. Damn battery. Um, in a lesbian relationship, both people need to like chase because if not, then it'll be like kind of like an unhealthy balance. So in order for it to be healthy, like both of you guys need to initiate things. You can't just wait for the more masculine person to, you know, plan a date, bring you flowers and things like that. Um which goes into spoiling. Mm-hmm. I also used to think that, oh, because since I'm more, you know, the more masculine presenting, I guess it makes sense for me to spoil my feminine girlfriend. You know, like that's kind of like just being in a in a male female relationship where it's just like, oh, she, she, she gets all the gifts. She gets everything. Um, But it doesn't have to be like that. It can go both ways. Like I'm a female just like you. Like and I used to not accept gifts. But then I got to a point where it was like I was giving too much. Now I feel like I'm more comfortable with kind of getting gifts, but you, me and her. Why were you not accepting gifts? Because 
I don't because I had that like notation in my head that it was like, oh, you know, I'm the gifter. Mm. You know, I want to gift you, which was like for me a pleasing thing. Like mm-hmm. to give and to see you happy was just like, oh, that's that's yeah. good enough for me. But then it got to a point where, you know, a lot of females get comfortable. And then when you tell them no, they don't know how to take no. Or when you don't get them something, they don't how to. They don't know how to like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it got it got like a little annoying after a while because it was like every once in a while, you know, you can like hook me up, mm-hmm. like you know, get me a gift maybe here or there, or, like do something cute maybe every once in a while, like shit, pay for my McDonald's, like. Uh-huh. But <clears throat> that that brings up a good point that I didn't write in my notes, but. Um, love bombing. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. So I looked up the actual definition and love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by demonstrations of attention and affection. It can be used in different ways and for either positive or negative purposes. Psychologists have identified love bombing as a possible part of a cycle of abuse and have warned against it. Um... I feel like sometimes in lesbian relationships, this happens in the beginning where like um, they'll get you like a lot of gifts and like just a lot of go out of their way. Like, OD, mind you, you guys just met the first week. And honestly, even though that sounds like a good thing, like, oh, my God, they're showering you with all these gifts and taking you on dates and doing all these things in the beginning. That could also be a sign of like what I just explained, where they're kind of just like showing you all this love but in reality it's because they're a little toxic <laughs> too much too fast yeah and with they're both like- the both both girls that i dated it was like that like mm-hmm. the first like month or whatever when i dated the first girl she got me an apple watch and i was like oh she got me an apple watch like nobody ever <laughs> got me like such an expensive gift like i was dating bums um <laughs> So when I told my friends, they were like, oh, my God, that's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then the other the other girl that I dated, she got me, like, AirPods, like, the first month. So these girls just be out here. Just, no, and it, it was more things after that. Like, it, that was just the beginning of it. But it was, like, that wasn't good because they were low-key toxic, you know? Yeah. It was just, like, the sugar in you up. Right. And it kind of reminded me of the first guy I dated because he would spoil me a lot. But it was like every time he did something like bad, I was just about to say he that. would just buy me things to make up for whatever, whatever happened. Yep. Thinking that this would, you know, this would shut her up. Like this mm-hmm. this should fix everything. Mm-hmm. And like when someone gives you like a really expensive gift after you guys had an argument, you don't even know how to act. Yeah. Like you don't wanna you don't wanna come off like, oh, like you're ungrateful or whatever. You don't want to come off like that. But then at the same time, you're like, well, this was super nice of you. You really didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't want to be a bitch. So you're like, thank you. Like, let me just shut up, I guess. But it's like, oh my God, I feel like lesbians do this a lot. I was to say, that was one of the things that I had on the list. And I was mm-hmm. like, I wish I knew that that was a thing because I'd have been like, bitch, you're not about to sugar me up. Like people really do Word. buy gifts and be like, here, you're good. Are we okay? Yeah. And then, and then the very moment that they do that to try to fix whatever it is that they fucked yeah. up on, they then want to throw it in your face. Right. Like, oh, I thought we were over that. Oh, like, why are you bitching? Like, right, I bought right. you all this stuff. Like, I bought you like, these sneakers. Like, yeah, what the fuck? I don't like that shit at yeah. all. I don't like the throwing in the face. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, like, yo, people are really crazy. Yeah, they just take it to the extreme. Yeah. Like, and, and if you're in that situation right now, really think about if you want to accept this gift. And, like, when I, w- I went to therapy and I was telling my therapist, like, oh, she got me this, she got me that. She was at... I'm going to need you to stop accept, accepting these gifts. Because <laughs> then it like, makes it seem like, like it's you okay. Know what? You're right. Like, I, I, this girl literally ordered something to my house and I was like, you need to stop. Like, I don't even want it. Like, stop, seriously. Because this is just an excuse for you to come over mm-hmm. and start your shit. And yeah, my therapist was like, literally just stop accepting those gifts because that's just a sign, you know? I was buying her gifts, but I was buying her Amazon gifts in the beginning. <laughs> a gift is a gift, but like, you know, yeah. when they do it, like, and it was my birthday when you met me, so yeah. I think that's a little different. But like, for no reason, like, all the time, like, going out of their way when, let's say they don't even make that much money, it's like, girl, stop flexing. Yeah. Stop it. You're doing too much. 
All right, we got a little bit off topic, but um, I think we actually had this one in our list. But number seven, exes don't work the same way here with like hetero couples. So it's very common for women to still have their exes in like in their life. Um, and I used to be the type of person where I would be like, oh, well, no, that's like a no-no for me. Like, I don't understand why you still got to talk to your ex. And part of me still sometimes feels like that, but it depends on what type of ex were they. Like, if you guys had a healthy relationship, then okay. Like, you guys were cool. But, like, if it was a toxic relationship, I really don't see the point in you guys being friends anymore. You got me? Mm -hmm. But it's so normal to still be cool with your ex in the lesbian community because for the most part, even though we could be a little bit dramatic, I feel like we st we're just the type of people who like, you know, we want good for each other no matter what. Yeah. So, you know, I keep it neutral. For some, it's like just to kind of always keep a, a place, you know, because I know there's there's some people who can be like friends or can keep that contact with the ex and be like civil and regular, regular about it without crossing boundaries. But there is really some within the lesbian community where they keep this they keep their exes hanging around. And it's kind of just like, a well, I keep you hanging around because I might go back type shit. You know, like I want to keep that. I want to keep that line open. So when I'm ready, I want to go back, try again, maybe dibble and dabble. Because there are a lot of girls who do that. They run back to their ex, then they're done with their ex. They're moving on to somebody else, but not over their ex. And it's just, it's just a too much. It's a headache. Mm -hmm. And it makes it really hard to now trust people because it's like, okay, well, you want to keep running back to your ex, and now all of a sudden your ex is your best friend, and you're fucking with your best friend, and failed to tell me that that was your ex before was your best friend. It's just a shit show. You gotta be real. Yeah, <clears throat> you gotta be real, people. Um, just let. Sometimes you just gotta let them go. You can't befriend yeah. every ex. Mm -hmm. You know, an ex is simply to be an ex. Not all of them is to be friends. Yeah. All right. The next one that I have is number eight. If it's your first lesbian relationship, then ninety nine percent of the chances that you're gonna fall hard because you know first relationships are just like very dramatic. Um, but if you see red flags, don't ignore it. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is what happened to me. And I was just like, well, I guess this is how lesbian relationships are. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like I was ignoring all those red flags. Um, so don't stay in a relationship just because it's your first. Um, and you think this is how it's supposed to be because it's not supposed to be like that. If you're gonna, if you're not gonna take the shit being, you know, being with a man in a hetero relationship, then why would you take it from a female? <laughs> you feel me like i hate to like put it like that but it's true like don't take if you don't take shit from anybody don't take shit from anybody if that is you know a boundary crosser for you or uncomfortable mm -hmm. discuss that with the person and the person's either going to understand and make the adjustments or they're not that's that should just be for people in general we should not make which i'm, I'm i can say i was i'm guilty of it like i would take more from a woman than i would from a man mm -hmm. i dated a guy for for a couple months and i mean it was cool, but I was never like, I think I was different. I was more aggressive in the sense of like, nah, be like, you're not about to be. I'm not mm -hmm. no femi little, you know, chick mm -hmm. that's just all about her mans. Nah, I ain't like that. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think I'm guilty of that. And I feel like it, it's like that where we think that we, it's okay to take more from a female or being in a same sex relationship. And I think that that sometimes leads to, like we talked about in our last episode, the whole abusive relationship thing. Um, and then we don't realize that we're in that situation. Mm -hmm. So definitely recognize those signs and be vigilant of those red flags. Um, number nine, we just talked about this, but not everyone has good intentions. Love bombing is a thing and it's utterly intoxicating which we literally just talked about like this whole like showering you with gifts so early on like first month of meeting you already getting you like these expensive things trying to take you on vacation like chill 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 another thing 
I'm gonna add this to the mm-hmm. list is I wish I knew that bitches were not as innocent as they claim to be. Oh, I never thought that. Yes. They, cause you just think like, oh, you know, all girls just want to be in love. They just want a healthy relationship. They just want someone to share mm-hmm. experiences with and just be romantic with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, someone that, but at the same time, women have just as shitty intentions as men. The girl who got my fucking car impounded, uh. thought that bitch was genuine. She was cool. She was telling me all these things, especially when people are like telling you about their past. Like, how are you telling me about your past and that that's not what you want? And then I'm telling you about my past situation and you know that that's not what I want. And you turn around and do the shit I told you I didn't want to happen. Y'all bitches are shady. Oh, yeah. She's a hypocrite. (laughs) Very much so. Oh, my God. Very much so. So, you know, females be chatting just as much as, as the guys do. Especially these stud shorties. Mm-hmm. Y'all, chill out. Relax. Yeah. Because y'all be out here gassing and playing a lot. <laughs> yeah, I had to add that. Number 10, stop worrying about how inexperienced you are in a lesbian relationship. <sighs> we hear that too much. Yeah, like y'all be so scared. And it's just like, yo, it's... It's the same as if it was a like a straight relationship in a way. It's like if anything, it should be easier because you guys have more in common. Um, but I feel like that's like the number one concern with people. It's like, oh, well, I don't have that much experience. I don't have that much experience. Who cares? But I also think that that, like you said, like we have the same thing, so you would think we would be more comfortable. And I think as for the most part, as women. We try to make each other feel comfortable, you know? We know mm-hmm. what it's like to be body shamed and to mm-hmm. be like, you know, we wouldn't like that. So why would we do it to someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like there's times where we do feel a little, um, like, nervous and scared about it is because as women, we also can be very judgmental. Mm-hmm. And that really is like a, ooh, like... What happens if she really don't fuck with me? Or, like, what happens if I'm really not, you know? I don't know. I guess the fear of, like, people being fucking rude is... And we've heard it. We've heard it. We've gotten, you know, <laughs> questions and shit. And, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You speak up. But <coughs> I think that's the scary part as well. But it is what it is. There's people who are going to fuck with you and people who aren't. And that's just okay. That's that's the way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, sex is always going to be um, a vulnerable thing for us all, but it's really for you to be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's not for the other person to be comfortable with you. Yeah. Number 11, you don't have to be more masculine or more feminine than your partner. Mm-hmm. I said that I think earlier. that's like a given. Yeah, we said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That went with the gender roles. But yeah, like mm-hmm. you don't have to be more like, I don't think... Just because she presents as more feminine and I present as more masculine, I don't feel like I need to, like, baby her because she's the more feminine one. Like, I think we share that. Yeah. That relationship where, you know, I get a little coddled and I'll coddle her, and, you know? <laughs> and I only said that because, like I said, in, pa- in the past, I always felt like, well, you know, when I dated a more feminine mm-hmm. girl, I had to be more masculine. Because I didn't feel comfortable with being mm-hmm. feminine with a more feminine feminine female <clears throat> and vice versa with a stud. If it yeah. was a more masculine stud, I didn't feel comfortable being more, you know? So it was always like, I was always in between and couldn't yeah. find that. I feel like you got to be with someone where you could be like yourself. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to like pretend to be, I guess like someone you're not. Like if you don't want to dress up all the time, you don't have to. Like mm-hmm. it's like you should be with someone where you could dress any way and the relationship is still the same. Mm-hmm. It's like not weird or anything. Number 12 is learn to be comfortable with yourself and not what your partner prefers, which coincides with the oh, one yeah. we just did. Um Find a comfortability within yourself. When you feel comfortable enough, pe- listen, people got to accept us for what we are. Ain't no switching. And and I, I've been guilty. I'm sure you've been guilty. When you're in a relationship, sometimes you kind of like to change and conform to this idea that your partner has of you. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're younger, I feel like we automatically assume that we need to do that because mm-hmm. those are the things you do in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You become part of them and shit. And that's cool, but... 
changing yourself completely and into the person that only your partner is comfortable with and not caring about your needs and your comfortability, that's where you kind of lose yourself. And that's honestly low-key like a red flag for me. Like if my partner is just telling me, nah, I don't like when you wear that. Can you wear this? I don't like when you do that. Can you do that? I don't like you hanging with that person. Can you hang out with people like this? Or, you know, it just... It's, it leads down a bad road mm-hmm. and it kind of leaves you stuck by yourself. Yeah. So definitely, I think um, that was something I wish I knew. Was just be comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, number 13. <laughs> just because you date, you don't have to be together all the time. Yo, learn that shit the hard way. I think yeah. it's different as females, obviously, because we find like female bonds are just like this it's just like when you have friends having mm-hmm. female friends you're around them all the time you talk all the time mm-hmm. to where guys probably only see each other once in a while or they'll see each other but don't talk all the time like mm-hmm. um but i just think that that's how kind of how most females are set up where they're like just used to being together all the time used to having that bestie around yeah and when it's a woman on woman relationship it kind of blends in with that yeah because it's not just oh you're my <laughs> partner you're also my friend mm-hmm yeah, we see that a lot. Like, I feel like they're just always stuck all the time. Mm-hmm. Not in, like, a negative way, but I think it's important to just, like, have your own group of friends and, like, do your own thing. Like, y'all don't got to be together all the time. Y'all don't got to take trips all the time. Like, I feel like you need that space apart from each other. Yeah. You know? Ideally, it's nice, but don't forget your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you have your own friends, too. So yeah. I feel like you have to put in some time with them, too. So, like, you don't forget that side. You Like she said, you need that space and a little bit of that individuality. So. Number 14, you can't make someone who isn't over their ex be with you. You can't do it. You can't do it. I spent too much time when I was younger dealing or, like, liking people who didn't fuck with me. Like, like. They would lead me on, but didn't like me back in the way that I liked them. And it was most of the time because they were still, like, pressed over their ex and all that shit. And most times people like that just use you as a rebound. They gas you up. They lead you on. They might even fuck with you and then just be like, all right, I'm good off that. Ghosting you. Like, huh? That was fun. Yeah, like, that shit. That shit's not fun. That shit hurt when you're on the other end of that. And I've been guilty of doing it, and I've I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. So, listen. they If they say they just got out of a relationship, you go ahead and let them deal with themselves. Yeah. Go sit the yeah, fuck goodbye. in the corner and think about your what you want for yourself. Yeah. Because I'm not dealing with your shit. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Especially if, you, if you're in a place where you're in peace and healed and... I think it's sometimes in our nature to want to help people and fix people and bring people to a better point in their life. But we can't heal people. People have to heal their own shit. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for someone else or looking to someone else to help you uh, get away from that Mm -hmm. part of your life, um, that's just that's honestly that's a burden on the other person. I hate to say it Mm -hmm. because it's just like you're not doing it genuinely for yourself. You're leaving it up to someone else to do it. Oh yeah, never had a good experience with that. But yeah, <clears throat> send it back to the ex. Last one, number fifteen. Friends and relationships become a little more complicated. What do you mean by that? <clears throat> I just think that with females, we're we have a sense of jealousy. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like you're when you date a guy, he wasn't like, oh, I don't like this this friendship. I don't like your friends. You probably mm-hmm. got some guys who say, oh, I don't like that friend because mm-hmm. that friend a hoe. But hardly ever. <coughs> Excuse me. But I feel like when you're dating a woman, now it's like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that friendship because now you're thinking like, oh, I was like that, and when I did that, I was trying to get with the person. Mm-hmm. And now they start to see like, oh, your friend like you or your friend be all over you and like just it becomes weird and like and sometimes you do have the friends that be a little jealous all of a sudden Mm -hmm. like bitch why are you jealous like why are you throwing shade or like you know whatever on my relationship or like coming a little weird to my girl you don't (laughs) act like this with nobody else type shit Mm -hmm. 
So I feel like sometimes the friendships and the relationships could be a little weird <clears throat> when it comes to like that women relationship and friendship. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. You agree? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Just make sure. <laughs> she she say it all the time. Yeah, I, I, I'm tired of saying it. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the ones we had on that list. All right, we're gonna do um, two family meeting questions. First one says, can you talk about how to clean a strap at home if you still live with your parents? I'm scared to boil it in the kitchen and for someone to come home. Any tips or products I can use to clean it? Can I just wash it with soap and water? Honestly, I don't have an answer for this because we don't have a strap. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a strap. So I don't know what the proper um, procedure is for cleaning a strap. Um, no, I'm looking it up because there's like, um, some, I've heard some boil it, some throw it in a dishwasher, some just rinse the shit. Like, uh, you know, everybody has their own way of care, but they have a foaming toy clean cleaner and it costs $10. Literally it's called toy life foaming toy cleaner, easy to use dispenser. And it has almost five stars, 9,000 reviews. And I've heard that people just use, like, some type of foaming thing to clean, like, their toys. So if you don't want to boil your stuff, especially if you live with your family, just buy one of these. To, it's like, low-key hard when you have toys and you live at home. <laughs> you yeah. You to, like, come out <laughs> creeping out the room with, like, a towel with it bundled in the towel That's, to the bathroom and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. People be saying they be boiling things, but I don't know know if I believe them. I don't know if I believe them. Who waiting for that shit to boil it and put it in? But I I have heard people put it in the dishwasher. That's a little weird. Dishwasher? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that shit. Listen, whatever works for you. Again, you live at home. So like she said, you know, get a little foam drawn. (laughs) I would still, you know, maybe wash it under some hot ass water for a little bit. And then use your little foam dispenser thing. You know, Google. It's yeah. free. I'm sorry. We don't have a strap, so we can't. We're not. I mean, but we wouldn't even boil it if it's ours. No, I'm sorry. I'm not waiting for that water to boil to throw that shit in there. Be for real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, no shade, no shade. Whatever works for you. All right, last question. I've only been talking and dating women for the past three years. But every time I meet someone, they are touch me not. So now I'm finally talking to a femme and I never ate. Oh, shit. She never ate the kitty cat. Right. Um, My ex never let me. So any advice on how to get started so women would take me serious? Because at the end of the day, I want a wife to start a family with. Oh, okay. that's so cute. Talk that shit. Okay, then. That's crazy. Um, I feel like this isn't the first time I heard this, but I'm gonna need us to do better. Some of some of these touch me nots, like I I don't know, cause that's kind of like being selfish at some point. Especially be with the if that's the case. I mean, you can we, we can't help it. We can't help it. Um, but I feel like be with someone who you know is okay with the fact that you're not gonna let them sexually please you. Because I feel like there's women now who are settling in a way. Obviously, they want to be there. But at the same time, I think they stay with the idea of one day she's going to let me eat her out. One day she's going to let me touch her. Like, one day I'm going to get to exceed these boundaries that you're placing. And then they never do. And we need to believe people when they say, I don't want to be pleased. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my pleasing. Mm -hmm. If you are with a touch me not, and she says, nah, I'm not really cool with that. I would just prefer it this way. Take her for a word. Yeah. Especially, like, if you with somebody for a long ass period of time, you can't just expect them to all of a sudden, like, oh, well, we've been together for three, four years. It's about time you let me touch. Like, nah, they weren't lying. If they're not about it, they're not about it. Yeah. Um, I can understand trying the limits, but... But as for touch me nots too, it's like, yo, let them know. Like, listen, are you really okay with this? Cause I'm I'm really not about that life. I'm really not like but she this, wants this adv- pleasing go is gonna go one way. And she wants advice on how to eat. Yeah. First so of all. that's what she's looking for. <laughs> yeah. 
So give her advice. Okay, <laughs> but I'm I'm saying I well now I she feel like well now she's finally talking to a femme who is obviously isn't a touch. You need now. to ask her how she wants it. Ask her how she like it. You don't know. Honestly, we could sit here and tell you how to do it all day, but it's gonna be different for everybody. You just gotta be bold, get down there, and kiss her how you want your kitty kissed. And it's either gonna work or it's not. And then the process of kissing her kitty how yours how you like yours kiss, she's gonna tell you, Oh, that's nice, keep doing that. Uh-huh. Just a little bit over. Just slower. Okay. You know, it's it's just listening. Yeah. It's listening, it's asking questions. Um, but yeah, make out with it a little bit. I like yeah. the slow make out session to get them started. And then you know. Yeah, I think it's about learning like someone's body because everyone's gonna be different. Mm-hmm. But um, learning their body, maybe starting with like a little massage, and like you're a woman, so you would know where the clit is. So that's a good place to start too. That's usually a good just, starter. Just being like soft and gentle. Like people really don't like that, like harsh shit. Like don't put your fingers in there, being all like <laughs> ridiculous and like moving too fast because. That could really hurt. You'll know, though, because I mm-hmm. feel like um, in the process of, like, that foreplay, you definitely need that foreplay to get it started. Yeah. And when you feel her fluids, I hope we don't get, like, cut for this. I don't know. But don't you, when so. you feel the the wetness, mm-hmm. you're going to know. You're going to be like, oh, shit. I done started the motherfucking engine. <laughs> and, and you just keep going, you know, mm-hmm. slowly. Like you said, it don't always got to be aggressive. They'll let you know. When they want it to be more aggressive and not, you know, mm-hmm. but for the most part, you know, a nice little slow startup, you know, a little kiss here, a little tease there, a little touch and please, you know, I can't yeah, show we, you my tricks. We all but... start somewhere. Like, yeah. You're not going to be a professional the first time that you try it. Just don't be scared. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's all about confidence. And if, you know, if you show confidence, if you look confident, then... It's sexy, but if you look scared and like timid, then it's like not sexy anymore. Do it with the light off. Yeah, just do it with the light off. That's the best. Maybe have a couple of drinks before. (laughs) No, no, don't have a couple drinks because then you get sloppy. Don't get. You probably take a shot or two where you feel nice. And also, you know, before we finish this out, when you get drunk, it kind of actually makes it not good. Like I feel like when you oh, get yeah. when you get like Obviously. tipsy, it's good, and then when you get drunk, the sex is not good because then like I feel like you're horny, but you're it's so hard to please you. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not you're not coming, you're not. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say get drunk, but you could take a shot here and there. But don't be scared. Shut the fucking light off. Like I said, you know, a little foreplay, a little teasing, it'll work. Do circles. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but that's it. That's all our questions just to for the family yep. meeting we'll have a separate family meeting um after this but that's it that's all folks deuce deuce mother goose bye